Hello, hello, and welcome to Temple of the False Pod, where decks are not optimized, but our plays sure as heck are fun. I'm Andy. I am Bruce. That he is. Uh, welcome back. Uh, I mentioned this last week because uh, the monarch allows you to draw, and uh, I always struggle with figuring out how much is enough card draw. So then I usually just give up and don't put any card draw in. And that's no way to live. That might not be enough. <laughs> if if your deck is relying on the card you get to draw, one the one card you get to draw each turn... You better only be playing one card a turn. <laughs> it's, it's just not going to be enough. Even somebody like myself who tends to not put enough card draw in their decks knows that that will not be enough. At some point, every deck gets mana hosed or mm-hmm. mana screwed. Mm. And if you're drawing one card per turn... Never getting out of it. You're not getting out of that. Yeah. It, you're, you know, that's three or four consecutive turns with either just land or no land. And that's too hard. But if you're drawing an extra card every turn, and it's you know a couple of turns that you have to struggle through, and then you, get your, and then you work your way out of it. So... I think the bigger question, and I don't think anybody's going to argue that you need to have card draw in your decks. I mean, I think that's a given. I think we all understand that at this point. I think the bigger question becomes how much and what kind Right. really what we're talking about at this point. Um, I, I, I'm not going to, I don't think we need to debate the value of card draw itself. So, And I will say, obviously, and I, I'm kind of just saying this as like a preamble, uh, we know that it's case dependent. It's both deck dependent, so like commander dependent, uh, and meta dependent. Obviously, if you're in a meta that is finishing turn uh, games by turn six or seven or eight, uh, card draw will be much more important. Um, right, and the kind of card draw is even going yeah. to be different if your meta is much faster. Um, I know for myself, I like to include a lot of card draw that lets me draw a card each turn. Mm. It gives me that sort of benefit. Um, Why am I blanking on the name? Phyrexian Arena. Thank you. Cards like Phyrexian Arena, they've been around forever, cost you a life, you draw a card. And in faster metas, that's garbage. You paid three mana, you might get to draw two cards before you're dead. You're much better off with a sign in blood that gives you those two cards right away. There's all kinds of benefits and better ways to draw cards quickly for if your games are going to be shorter. Mm. My games aren't. So I like the recurring methods of card draw. And a card like Phyrexian Arena gets out on turn three or four and it may draw me six, eight, nine cards in a turn because it's one of these cards that just sits there and everybody else, when they find their removal says, doesn't look like Arena's done anything to us. All it's doing is point of damage to Bruce. They're not seeing that it's the I'm drawing the card so I can play out the card. It's like as though it disappears and it just drifts into their hand. Whereas there are a lot more enchantments or artifacts or other permanents that are actually causing issues. So cards like that tend to stay on the battlefield longer and draw me a pile of cards. So For those sure. are the kind that's so when we talk about your meta that's kind of what we're talking about here. Yeah. 
And I think with kind of like along the same lines too, like you've got things like Howling Mind where like uh, much like Phyrexian Arena, you're, yeah. you yourself, the, the player of this card, are going to be getting an extra card each turn. Um, you're, you're also letting your opponents draw. And in more powerful metas, that's that don't don't do that. But like yeah. in like more casual metas, like maybe uh, the politics of it is much more helpful to to the 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 gameplay. Right. Um, A card like Howling Mine, Howling Mine demonstrates card draw and card disadvantage. Mm. Howling Mine gives you a card every turn. There's no downside. It only costs two. It draws cards more effectively than Phyrexian Arena does. But everybody else is also getting a card on their upkeep, which means you draw one, they draw three. You're getting outdrawn three to one in a game. Yeah. Generally speaking, that's not a good idea. And obviously... But, but like you said, there's, there's all kinds of ways to make that work. Yeah. So. And, and obviously with Howling Mind specifically, there are ways to turn it off. But... Um, you know, that also comes with repercussions politically. Um, you know, people are not going to be thrilled about that. Uh, right. But, I mean, where where I struggle is, like, there are cantrips, which are, you know, slang for spells yep. that draw you a card, that replace themselves, essentially. Yep. It says, whatever they do, and then the second line is draw a card. Um, and those can be seen as card draw. Would you consider them card draw? I'm not putting that card in my deck. If I'm put it, if the only reason that I would put it in the deck is because it draws me a card. Mm. I look at cantrips and I say for mo for the most part. Now there's obviously there's exceptions. There are cards, there are decks like feather and other cards where you want to simply churn so you want storm decks <laughs> low cost yeah low casting cost cards that will replace themselves so you can keep going and going and going and going and going and i get that uh, that's not what i'm talking about i look at this i'm like if all it's going to do is replace itself then it's eliminating the cost of the 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 cost of the card that is the card it's not cutting off the the mana cost but it's right. eliminating the cost of the card and I tend to value that a little lower than I probably should. So I want to find, um, I think I want a little bit more out of that. Yeah. Um, you know, if it's replacing the card by saying, when this card enters the battlefield, draw a card. And then, you know, so if, if you give me a 3-3, a 4-4 three, three, four, four trample that says, when this enters the battlefield, draw a card. Well, that's good because yes, it replaces itself, but realistically, we all know that card's going to get bounced. Right. You're going to bounce that card a few times, so you can draw some cards. You're gonna you're gonna figure it out. I mean, Muldrifter draws two, so it's not a, a great, a perfect example. But even if Muldrifter only drew one, people don't play Muldrifter because it's once. a two-two yeah. flyer. Yeah, they don't play it once. They flicker it. They bounce it. They do whatever to draw the cards. And if it only drew one, that's exactly how it would still get played. So if it's yeah. just a straight up draw a card, just the one card, no, I, I don't think that's going to be enough for me. 
I mean, I'll take it over the exact same permanent that doesn't have that. But, you know, I have 10 slots in my commander deck for card draw. And if that's one of my card slots, then I better have another card in there that's going to let me draw a lot of cards repeatedly to yeah. make up for that. So. I guess, like, where I... And, like, maybe I struggle because I don't... Cons- like, I don't think about card draw until much later in the deck building process. Yeah. So then I have to, like, cut cards to add card draw. Okay. And that's always more difficult because then you're like, all right, but, like, this does, like, a really cool thing within the context yeah. of the deck. Um, and so, right. like... And when I, I build, I tend to build... Like, I have the slots already predetermined. Right. So it's like, oh, okay, what slot is this card going to go into? It goes there. And then when that's, that slot is full, if I want to add more to that, I need to find a card that does two things. Now right. I can take it out of that slot and put it into a different slot. Um, I mean, that's the reason why Solemn Simulacrum still continues to get into a lot of my decks. Because it's It draws it's a card ramp. and it finds land. Yeah. It's so ramp. It draws slot. a card. It's a body uh yeah and so like you know i i think i think i probably need to start doing the same just build to template um and it's it i mean i think magic i mean as we approach thirty thousand cards if we haven't already hit it yeah um it's interesting because we we have card draw for any situation. Yeah. Um, we have card draw that will fit into the, the most niche decks uh, that you will find synergies for however you need it. And even there is card if, draw that fits your theme, no matter yeah. what your theme is. And even beyond that, like if you can't find 10 slots for it, like we do have utility card draw of just like, all right, you've got uh, war room. Right, like you're right. playing commander, so like you've got war room, you can tap three and war room, pay some life, draw a card. Like that's that's card draw. It's repeatable card draw. It's fine. Um, it's better than a lot of the card draw lands, but uh, I I always find it difficult to find that balance because it's you're 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 kind of. Like I mean, maybe it's just like a like a frame of mind. Maybe like I shouldn't be considering it like this, but like you're right. essentially sacrificing doing deck for card draw. Um, but like right. that well, will and also like you just said, allow you to do deck more. Right. Well, and that's the allure of here's the card that does deck. Oh, and it also says draw a card. Well, then it's card draw, right? Well, kinda. Kinda. The on the other hand, just to be clear, I mean, I include ten slots. It doesn't mean that I'm expecting to have ten cards that give me recurring card draw. Um, that's that would probably be too much card draw. What I am what I am looking for are some you know some dedicated, but I want ten slots because I want to know that I can reliably find one of these fairly early on in the game. That I'm not going to have to wait until turn five, seven, before I find some kind of card draw because I want, I you know, I definitely want to hit that. So I always think that if I get ten cards in there, then that's a one in, you know, one in ten of the cards in my deck, just actually just better than that. 
because there's only 99, but one in 10 cards in my deck is some kind of card draw or is a mana ramp or something like that. Yeah. So that I'm getting that. And that's the reason I, I look at 10, but it doesn't address the quality of the card draw itself. Yeah, and if you're using a... I, uh, I need something. If you're using a commander printed in the last few years, then uh, you already got card draw stapled onto it. Um, right, well, and that's, that's very true. And if you already have card draw stapled onto it, then do you need 10? 10 other cards that are going to draw you cards? Maybe you don't. Maybe you need a lot fewer. Maybe you don't need any. I don't know how to go that far. Because <laughs> as soon as your commander costs a little extra, suddenly you're not getting that card draw anymore. But Especially if it requires tap or anything. Yeah, Right. Um, you can certainly ramp it down a little. Um, I think before we get into like uh, what is too much, we should discuss yeah. like there are kind of three pillars between behind card draw um, that uh, give you benefit within your deck. Yeah. You've got card selection, which is just sheer amount of cards that you're going through to get you what you need. Right. Um, you've got card advantage, which is the idea that like if you draw a card and your opponent doesn't you inherently have better quality hand. So it's like yeah. card quality. Um, and then you've got consistency, which is... Um, it, and they're all kind of overlapping ideas, but, like, consistency is the idea that, like, to get to the effects that you want, you need more cards yeah. in there, or you just need more card draw to get to that card um, right. or effect. Well... Just to, you talked about the kind of card draw. Well, here. Mm -hmm. This was a scenario that happened for me last Thursday. This is card draw. And there is, there, there is no way you're going to convince me otherwise. Story time! I'm, right. I'm playing Grenzo. We're getting, to, we're getting into the mid-game. I have... I've got a couple of creatures out. Um, and, you know, I'm looking at the board state and thinking Grenzo thoughts. How much mana do I have? Divide that by two. I can activate Grenzo this many times. There's some cards in my hand. Maybe I want to play that. Let's see what the draw offers and then figure this out. And then Josh played his turn. He wiped the board and he already had Test of Endurance out. For those that don't know, Test of Endurance means if you have 50 life or more on your upkeep, you win the game. Josh... By wiping the, by virtual wiping the board, yeah, he did. He played Blasphemous Act, had uh, Fire Song and Sunspeaker out. Oh, okay. Ended up gaining one hundred and fifty some life. Oh, good. Wiped off all. Wiped off the board. So Ian and I, the two the two opponents, are looking at each other, going, "Well, how do we get how do we get rid of this this card?" So Ian takes his turn, and he does what he can, draws as many cards as he can. Can't find a way to do anything about it. Comes to my turn. And I'm looking at, or no, sorry, on Ian's turn, I'm looking at the board and I'm thinking to myself, oh, I can't get rid of Test of Endurance. But what I can do is get rid of Josh because I had an enchantment out that gives creatures plus two, plus zero, and haste when they enter the battlefield. And I, already hit, and I had already done 13 points of commander damage with Grenzo. So I looked at my mana, 
and realized I could cast Grenzo to make him an eight power creature and swing and kill. So I'm like, done and dusted. Uh, waiting, for, waiting for Ian to finish the turn and then I can take Josh out. No guarantees I win, but I can solve the problem. Ian does his thing and works something out and figures out, you know what, if I do this, it'll be better. And he plays Living Death. So all the creatures in everybody's graveyards, oh, sorry, all the you know, creatures that are out there yeah. leave. There weren't any. Right. All the creatures that were in the graveyard came back. So I got a few battlefield triggers, uh, and I ended up with 10 creatures on the board. And Ian ended up with another... 10 creatures as well and in the end could do nothing further so he wasn't able because he was looking at it he wasn't able to take Josh out his creatures didn't have haste he wasn't going to do 140 or 90 damage to get him under 50 mm. so he hands it over to me and I'm thinking no problem everything's still good problem was Josh got one creature out of his graveyard <laughs> And it had protection from multicolored. Oh, no. No, protection from any color. Yeah, it was from any color. Like, all right, I can't deal with a 3-1, and he can block Grenzo, and then he just wins. So, I need to find an answer. So I need to draw some cards. But this is Grenzo. You don't draw cards, you flip cards off the bottom. However, what I did have was I had Viscerous Seer, who came out of my graveyard. I had Treasonous Ogre. I had a lot of other creatures. And I had a lot of mana. So I started tapping my lands. Or, sorry, I started using Viscerous Seer and sacking a creature to scry. And every time I would scry, nope, that's not the card. Put it on the bottom. That is not specifically Meteor Gold. <laughs> well, and that is exactly what Ian said. That is not Meteor Golem. <laughs> all right? No, it's not. So I proceeded to work my way through all of my creatures, except for Viscerasir, Grenzo, who was sitting as an eight-power creature, and neither Josh nor Ian recognized that this was an option if I could get rid of the creature. Because they're thinking Meteor Golem to get rid of the, the Test of Endurance. Ah, Great. So I get, I do activate, I, I scry eight times. Don't get an answer. Uh-oh. Well, then I got Pentavis. So then I spend one mana and create a Pentavite token and sacrifice it and scry and scry and scry until I got down to one, one counter on it. And then I sacrificed the Pentavis. And it went away. Still didn't find it. And then what I sacrificed... What life are you at? <laughs> I was at 47. Okay. But at this point, I was just using the mana that I had on the board. Because I had oh, okay. like 17, 18, maybe 20, 20 <laughs> mana on the board. And then I was able to recur Pentavus back onto the battlefield and do this all over again. And I churned it all the way down. Had to go after a couple of... I got through it. Still didn't find anything. Had to get rid of two other cards that I was hanging on to. One was the Sangromancer. Yes, because the Sangromancer came into play when other stuff did. And there was some discard. And that's how I gained a bunch of life. But 
I'm like, okay. And at this point, of course, now I'm using Treasonous Ogre. So I'm losing three life. I am down to 10. Or no, I was down to 16 Oof. life. And I finally drew the card I was... I finally managed to find, scry the card I was looking for. And it was Triskelion. So Trike went on the bottom. I used Grenzel's ability. Trike comes up. I take one counter off the Trike. Target his creature because Trike is colorless. The creature disappears. Grenzo swings for eight. 21 points of commander damage. We didn't die. That is card draw. That is and card draw. Lots of it. Now, I did not win that game. Ian took his turn and slaughtered me because I was of a course. 10 at that point. I was burned right out. I burned everything to make this happen. But it's that kind of thing that lets you, you know, it's card draw. It doesn't say draw a card. In this case, it was scry and then use your commander's ability. But yeah, in essence, for me, for that deck, it was card draw. So that's yeah, that's the that's the card selection of it all. That's the the right. the and sensei's divining in that top. Case. That's the Sylvan library. That's the uh, and you yeah. talked about about the effect of volume. Mm. I mean, I scribed twenty. <laughs> Maybe 24, 24, 24 deep before finding what I needed. That is voluminous card draw. That's that's that wonder, kind of card draw. I wonder with Treasonous Ogre if it would have just been less work to just flip off the bottom. <laughs> like that late in the game. Uh, the thing was is that initially at least, the scry was just sack mm-hmm. a creature. So I'm right. like, this is free. Yeah. But the problem is, once you get down there, I've scried all this stuff to the bottom. Mm. I know what's coming up. There's no point in spending a bunch yeah. of mana to flip off the bottom if I already know what's there and it yeah. wasn't good enough before. So I just, I just kept like, going. I just like the idea that had had you not started sacrificing things to scry, like, yeah. it would it like in 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 like a cross section of the deck. Where is your answer? Uh, right <laughs> is yeah. it closer to the bottom but. It, it would have been interesting to see that if I had just flipped the bottom flipped Grenzo yeah god I mean well like I said I had 47 so that would have been how much mana uh, 14 14 mana plus the mana that I had on the board which was probably another 20 25 so it would have been 35 40 mana I I would have been able to activate Grenzo about 10, 20 times. At least. I mean, it, yeah. obviously you didn't have Hearthstone out, but, uh, you know. No. Um, that's wild. And, I mean, like, that's why, like, yeah. you would consider, like, you know, Sylvan Library and such as part of that, uh, right. you know, card draw package. Um, granted, I wouldn't because that card's too expensive. But, right. um I mean, it's it's so interesting um, because, like, so many people are taught, like, well, you want to put enough card draw in that you're actually drawing into things rather yes. than just drawing into more card draw. But that's such a vague concept. Um, like, where is that line? Like I said before, it's 
it's dependent on so many things. It's dependent on the deck. It's dependent on the commander. It's dependent on the meta. But like, if you're drawing into answer answers consistently, then you know that you have enough, and you don't have too much. Um, and like, I think that that's kind of what like what had brought me to this idea uh, this this week was like, sure, I could fill in, you know. Uh, uh, the template of all right, I've yeah. got ten card, ten cards that make card draw, right? Um, and sure, they could all be repeatable, or they could yeah. all draw me six cards, you know, type right. of thing, like uh, or X cards, so that you know, I pump more mana in, I can draw more. Your uh, blue sun zenith is that card yeah. draw? Oh, yeah. Blue Sun Zenith type cards. Granted, yeah. Blue Sun Zenith goes right back into the deck, which is nice. But, uh, you know, it's it's interesting. Um, it's a hard topic to figure out, for sure. Because you do have instances like that. I don't think that normally you would think of Visceraseer as card draw. Because, generally speaking, you're using it for a free sack outlet, or you're just using it for scry, which kind of, it's like half a draw is like a scry you know like it's yeah you're doing a little bit of manipulation so that you yeah. can hopefully get a better quality card when you do right. draw um but it's not quite I will, there right and i mean i don't include viscera seer as card draw in grenzo i mean viscera seer is there to look is it a creature put it on the bottom if it's not leave it on top yeah. It's there just to, to improve the card quality at the bottom of the deck. It's right. not there for card draw, but in this case... And I think, yeah, I, I think in that case it is more like card draw. Because yeah. in conjunction with Grenzo, you are... With the volume that was involved, it was card draw. Yeah. And um, honestly... With Grenzo, in a situation like that, it's card draw. Even yeah. if I only have to scry one. Right. If I scry and it's the card I'm looking for, you just put it on the bottom, bang, it's done. That's card draw. You got what you were looking for. You <laughs> needed to find something out of your deck, you did. It didn't come off the top, it came out of the bottom. Who cares? It came out of your library, you drew it. You found it. Yeah. And I think to include so much card draw in your deck that you are always getting the answers that you need is probably too much card draw um i don't know um it's it's a thing that i guess you kind of have to figure out for yourself um yeah it's a thing that i have to figure out for myself because i i do why like i think there are certain cards that allow you to draw inconspicuously we've talked about about the magic mirror right yeah um it is a very large artifact that is very risky to play because if anybody's paying attention they will destroy it almost immediately and there goes nine mana um or whatever it is yeah it's nine. but (laughs) um if it you know is going around and you tick it up every turn and you're drawing more like Mm -hmm. after a few turns you are drawing enough that like you've finally kind of gotten your value out oh, of yeah. it and that's nice um but like that doesn't mean that that card belongs in every deck um right 
and so like it, it it comes down to knowing both the intricacies of the synergies of your deck but also like how much you want to draw um yeah obviously there are decks that want to draw more uh, niv mizzet wants yeah. you to draw right um, there's never too much draw in that deck um but i don't know um how do i, I wanna, think that makes sense yeah how do i want to end this uh how do you want to end this i want to end it with what you with what you said earlier it's up to you it's it, it really is a personal choice it is it's dependent on the meta it's dependent on on your deck it's dependent on so many things just make sure you have enough and keep an eye on it to make sure you actually have enough and you don't have too much and make it work uh, you know and so so it's just it's just one more part of your uh of your of your deck that you need to be keeping an eye on to make sure you're yeah. actually doing it and it's a little tricky because a lot of times it's easy to say oh i need more creatures because i died in this situation or i'm dying repeatedly because i just don't have the volume of creatures it's a lot harder to say man you know if i just had a little more card draw that i would have more creatures or more land or whatever to be able to do this and it becomes a little tricky to try and balance between which is what you actually need whether you actually need the permanent that's going to stop or if you just need more card draw to get to the ones you already got in your deck right um which is also why i uh am a big proponent of impulse draw because i love the inconsistency of impulse draw we have a whole episode about it yes um obviously you can hit really good things and not be able to cast it but also you can (laughs) uh hit bad things and then have them gone forever it's great um so, uh, I, I got no life lessons here other than card draw is a fickle mistress and uh, we'll figure it out, maybe. Uh, but thanks so much for coming on this journey. We're Temple of False Pod. We're decks not optimized, but our plays sure as heck are fun. I'm Andy. I'm Bruce. Thank you again so much for listening, for watching, maybe, on YouTube. Uh, eh, 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 eh. Play some magic for me draw some cards for me. Uh, Have a great night, and may your fifth land be the temple. Bye! Wait, wait, before you go, I just wanted to say thank you for listening. You can reach out to us via email at falsepodmtg at gmail.com or on Twitter at falsepodmtg. Bruce is at Burned, and I'm at Andy Weekend, though you'll definitely notice I use the podcast Twitter far more often. Now that we've got you here, make sure you subscribe, like, rate us on uh, whatever podcast platform you use. It helps us out. It gets us more reach. Subscribe to us on our YouTube channel. Uh, like a video there. Leave some comments for more casual enjoyment. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back with some more timeless discussions about all things casual. So come hang out, and may your fifth land be the temple. Bye-bye. Should I do my best, Bruce? Bye!